Information 1000 KSOO. 415 on the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. And we are continuing our conversation with Chris Parsley. He is president of Falls Area Bicyclists. And full disclosure, I'm on the board. Uh, I'm the uh, I'm the at-large member for life, which means I show up, I give my opinion, and I leave. I don't do any real work. So, But Chris has also been an advocate for safe cycling in the community and is a certified instructor with the League of American Bicyclists uh, and conducted some rudimentary research by standing. You know, we call this primary research, standing on the corner at 26 in Discovery, and uh, which is an example that City Hall uses as a uh, use of the uh, no turn on red when pedestrians are present signs. Now, as part of your research, uh, you have looked into the signs themselves, and what did you find? Well, it, it's interesting. There's two documents that kind of why we have the signs that we have, and the one is uh, the manual on uniform traffic control devices, and it is as riveting as the title makes it sound. <laughs> uh, but that document basically says that a stop sign is going to be the size, shape, and color that it is no mm-hmm. matter where you go. Mm-hmm. So the idea being you can go anywhere, you know all the rules because you can read all the signs are all the same. And they had a uh, somebody write them a letter and ask them about this when pedestrians are present sign. And they responded to that letter. Not some, from here. Not from here. No, right. this was, a, I want to say it was maybe Colorado, somebody in Colorado. Yeah. But they took that letter and they turned it into an official ruling that you can look up on the Federal Highway Administration website. It is 2-635-I. So if anybody wants to look that up. Get you your pencils out. Get your pencils out. When pedestrians are present is the title of that uh, particular ruling. And they said that the meaning of those signs is vague and there's an inherent lack of clearly defined criteria for enforcement. So they do not recommend using those. Yeah. And they this s- is the Federal Transportation. Federal Highway Administration. Highway administration. So they are saying do not use these signs because it's too hard to enforce. It's not very clearly defined what pedestrians present mean. If I'm turning right and there's a pedestrian kitty corner across the intersection, are they present mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned turning right on red? Mm-hmm. And nobody, so nobody ever gets a ticket for it, so they don't pay attention to it. Right, right, exactly. Um, so, but they did find that if you had no right on red, and then you list specific days and times that you can't turn right on red, such yeah. as uh, 26 and Discovery, if they pick the times when kids are going to school, and they put that on there, and then when they're going home from school, or a 10th in Minnesota, they put down when people are going to work in the morning and when they're leaving, when the highest percentage of pedestrians are mm-hmm. expected to be there, that would be no turn on red during these times. But then in the middle of the day, then it's... Yeah, you right. can turn on red. It, right. And you see, I've seen that before. Yeah. All over the country. Yeah, except in Sioux Falls. Except in Sioux Falls. We don't, do that we don't know that there's not any of those out there somewhere. Right. Uh, so I, I'm going to ask, um, I'm going to ask the city council today. This is one thing I didn't do last time, and I was, I was criticized by a couple of councilors because I didn't flat out ask the city council to do something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to ask them to take the signs down. Good. Go back to the way it was, um, or put up these signs that uh, designate specific times that it's okay. Um, and then the other option, which I really like, it's probably my favorite option, is, you know, the yellow pedestrian crossing sign that's got the little silhouette of the man crossing mm-hmm. the street yeah. right they make those that are solar powered and have yellow flashing leds around the outside of it so yeah. 
those can be wirelessly triggered when a pedestrian pushes the crosswalk button. Oh, that'd be cool. So you hit the button, and then that light flashes right around that sign. So drivers that are turning, if you put that sign right next to the no turn on red when pedestrians are present sign, then it doesn't matter if the person is kitty corner across the intersection and they hit that button, that light for that driver flashes. Yeah. And and they know that they're not to turn right on right. And there, I mean, there are other ways to not, uh, there are other systems in place that would make it safer for pedestrians. One that I didn't know about until just recently was, so it's uh, uh, the, because we have the arrows and if, if somebody walks up and wants to cross, they push the button and the, you know, the red arrow goes on. So it says, don't turn. Right. And, uh, you know, these things are not always, they're not foolproof, certainly. But it says, okay, there's somebody here right now. Even if you're not looking at me, at least maybe you're looking at the light. Right. And that could be another option. Right. And then, you know, the other thing that, the, uh, that they can do is, is change the timing. So if somebody hits the button, the crosswalk sign goes uh, walk mm-hmm. or they light up white for people to cross and all lights at the intersection are red. And that, uh, I think at 10th and Minnesota, they changed it from four seconds to six seconds. Which is good. Right. But I want someone to try and walk across four lanes. No, you can't. Four 11-foot wide lanes. That's 44 feet. And I want you to do it at a walking pace in six seconds. Well, I mean, that, but that's supposed, I, I, supposed I, to mean, but it still, it raises right. your like anxiety level when you're standing out in front of a, a line of cars. And, and take 10th and Minnesota out of it. Tried 57th and Louise once. Absolutely. Which is even bigger, and same thing, it's on the walk for about a second. Or pick 49th Street and Louise. You know, the city just expanded both of those roads. Yep. And if you go down those roads, we have multi-family buildings, apartment yep. buildings, on the other side of 49th and the other side of Louise. Lots of apartments right there. Even yeah. across from the Walmart on the on the southwest side, apartments. And they've made it so hard for pedestrians to walk from those places to the mall, mm-hmm. to Walmart to get uh, milk, eggs. I mean, grocery store. Y- you you yep. just made it so much harder for people to walk. Mm-hmm. Imagine you live across the street, at, say 49th and Louise. So you live in those apartments there, okay? And those are not high-end apartments. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a high V across the street, across Louise Avenue, and you want to cr- you want to go walk over to High V to get some groceries. Yeah, honestly, p- there are people, I I know there are people who would be afraid to walk across that intersection. Absolutely. Because there's all kinds of, there's another one where if you film for an hour at that corner, you would get, uh, you know, the proportion of people that don't even stop. Well, and they did something when they redesigned that intersection, and that's something else that people aren't always aware of. They made the radius of the corner mm-hmm. a sweeping corner, and they did that under the guise that, well, people driving big trucks mm-hmm. want to be able to get around the corner easy, mm-hmm. and making that corner radius too small slows down, and trucks will kind of roll over the curb. And yeah. It was suggested that maybe they need to put a white paint stripe there for cars, Yeah, and I said, you can go over to 41st Street and watch people pulling into the yellow hash mark part that you're not supposed to turn to go into the mall parking lot yeah. right by the McDonald's. People turn there all the time. Yeah. And it's the whole thing's painted like you're not supposed to be in there. So paint doesn't do anything to stop people. And you put this big sweeping corner there. Yeah. Why it's like an acceleration it's a racetrack. It's like an on-ramp. <laughs> yeah. And that's the way people view them. Uh, we're talking to Chris Parsley. He is the president of Falls Area Bicyclists and uh, 
we're sort of uh, trading war stories about <laughs> terrible intersections in Sioux Falls and the unwalkability of much of our community. Um, so you're going to the city com- uh, council tonight. Uh, it's a return trip. You're going to ask for them to take those uh, uh, when pedestrians are present signs down. Would you rather, I mean, you'd rather have them do some of these extra steps, but if they just take that sign down, that's at least a step. I I believe so. And I think they need to stop using those signs uh, 100%. And something else that is interesting, 26 and Discovery has those signs. Yeah. I do not believe that 22nd and Sertoma does. 22nd and Sertoma. Which is Kitty Corner. Right. On that, basically that. Right by the school. Right by the school. Yeah. So the other intersection, 26 and Discovery, does. Yeah. But the other one does not. And why? That's a good question to ask. Why did you put those signs there? Because there's more neighborhood with more kids and more walking across the street, a busier street where yeah. you should have those signs. Yeah. Sertoma is a very busy street. Yeah. Um, so... The, you have one other interesting thing. You were showing me this photo <laughs> from 26 and Discovery. Yeah. And you, you got interesting stills from the video at both places. This one, and, you know, this is radio. Yeah. Hold it up to the radio. but it's I'll, I'll hold it up to the microphone thank, so you can, th- nice so you job. can hear it. The, uh, uh, it's, a, it's somebody turning left on red. Yep. Like, across the lanes. Like, I don't, that, that light doesn't matter to me. Right. So... I mean, that's just blatant. It looks like they might be on their phone, too. It, it, uh, you know, when I'm looking at it, I, I, it looks like she might be holding a device kind of in front of the, the steering wheel. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, when I sit there and I film, I set the Go, it's a GoPro camera. Mm-hmm. So that's how we're able to get the nice stills. Mm-hmm. Um, I just put it on a little tripod and I hide it next to the post that holds the, the signs yeah. uh, so people don't see it. Because I don't want somebody driving by going, what, what I better sit here. Yeah, that's a, yeah. That dude's filming yeah, me. Yeah, that guy's filming me. And he's bald. Uh, but my GoPro can, is, is uh, Wi-Fi to my phone so I can sit in my car and I can see the oh, footage and cool. so I, I i saw this happen and i thought oh i cannot believe i got that on film yeah and then you're uh, at tenth of minnesota you got a city truck a, a big vac one of their big sewer vacuum trucks yeah. actually uh was creeping around when when they had the red arrow and uh there was a pedestrian that actually had to run to get out of the way yeah of a truck with the logo of the city a big nice. huge truck yeah that's frightening well it's tough out there um if you want to hear chris's statement Tonight, you can tune in to Channel 16. Uh, that's at about 7, right? Yep. Yep, 7 o'clock yep. is public input. Um, I'm going to get his statement. I'll post it on KSO.com and all the social media. So, Chris, thanks for coming in tonight. Thanks for having me. And uh, good luck. Yep. Godspeed. We'll see what happens. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Jamie Weedy. He is the uh, founder of Indie, Indie Events, and they've got a film series that's uh, very interesting. That's all coming up after the news. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO.